Timothy Vicar. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you please, please, pretty please, hit the subscribe button. It won't cost you anything. But if you wish to leave your life savings with us, Patreon or PayPal will facilitate that. Keep the constructive comments coming. Above all, keep us in your prayers. And occasionally, if you really want to be good to us, would you maybe have a Mass said for us? Okay. Ecumenism. Ecumenism. It's an interesting one. Or rather, it's not. Because actually, it's almost as boring as synodality in the way in which it's presented uh, pop in popular terms, in the way in which it's manifested. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these things, okay? I, I'm just depressed at the way they, they are dealt with. This business of ticking boxes and saying, oh, well, you know, we have to pray together, we have to, you know, be at each other's bashes in, in cathedrals and churches and, and all the rest of it. I wonder what it achieves, to be honest. I really wonder what it achieves. Is it not something that we kind of dress up to do and um, forget about afterwards? I, I'm deeply sceptical of, of uh, ecumenical liturgies. Uh, we have very different notions of liturgy anyway. We have very different notions of the priesthood. That has become very apparent uh, with um, the decision to, to uh, ordain uh, women to the priesthood and to the episcopate in some of the, of the um, reformed churches. We have very different understandings of the Eucharist. Would it not be better to just leave us to our own devices in that regard? You know? How should ecumenism look? I, I would say, basically, that if we can get to a point at which we are kind to each other, we speak well of each other, behind each other's backs as well as to each other's faces, and I emphasise that, we help each other out, loan each other facilities. And a lot of this stuff is happening. I would say that's worth any amount of vaguely tense occasions in which clergy from the different denominations gingerly share an altar or share a, a pulpit or share... I, I, I think we're in huge danger of forcing something that would happen quite naturally if we approached it in a different way. And indeed it is happening every day, quite naturally, if it were left alone. I would suggest to you that one of the absolute bedrock foundation stones of any genuine ecumenism is the willingness to acknowledge profound difference. And there really is no point in bashing on uh, about how much we have in common if we don't acknowledge the differences which are deep which were deep at the time of the Reformation, rapidly deepened, and whose depths have been reinforced, built up, and settled over hundreds of years. The Holy Spirit could perhaps solve that overnight. But God permits this to happen, which is a way of saying that he wills it, but he wills it permissively. He permits it. 
I have in my life been on the receiving end of tremendous kindness from um, Protestant colleagues. Tremendous kindness. I, I really could not, I couldn't ever repay that kindness. I think that's the kind of ecumenism that pleases God and has validity and is honourable. We would be in a far better place if people didn't feel that they, noblesse oblige, have to do this, that or the other. But they did, from a full heart, from kindness and love for each other, they did what comes naturally in the light of the gospel. Naturally, I mean supernaturally, <laughs> with the help of grace. I actually worry that we're doing, we're doing harm with some of our approaches to ecumenism. I think we're papering over, we're, we're, we're putting a plaster on a wound that hasn't been cleaned. That's real and deep and weeping. And won't be healed simply by doing that. I think it can only be healed by shared lives on the ground. And it, the scar will never go. This side of the grave. What approach could, could let's say, people take to ecumenism in places where there are anything approaching decent numbers of both denominations? Or, well, I would say one approach, and many parishes do it, is, is that they lend each other things. They help each other out. They occasionally have dinner together. They do some ordinary socialising together. They share ordinary pleasures. I think, honestly, I think that is much more promising. And they pray together, yes, but I would say outside of the Eucharist. There are too many, the differences are too great there. But I would say, yeah, prayer service, sure but it should rigorously exclude anything Eucharistic. That's my feeling. That's my instinct on this. Otherwise, our ecumenism will simply be, which to an extent it is, um, a piece of social uh, nicety. A nice sham. A shamette. It's not a horrible, big, great, whacking, porky, not an awful lie. But it is a sham. It is, yeah. It's a kind of Potemkin village. You know what they were? You know, back, back in the days of the Tsar. And I, I think this happened with the communists as well. If the Tsar was passing, like, you know, if the Tsar was coming through a town or whatever, they would tidy up everything. And sometimes they would even build facades of buildings to look as if they were buildings there. But they were just facades that he could see from his carriage. A Potemkin village. And I, I, I think that, that, that ecumenism as we're practicing it is hugely in danger of that. And, and the trouble is that I think that we don't fully experience the real flavor of each other in, in, in these things at all. One of the things I most enjoy about talking with Pro Protestant people is, is, is how honest and direct they are. And that's often not captured in ecumenical gigs where, where it's, it's, it's all politeness. And, uh, you know, instead of a, a, a good, a good straight argy-bargy, 
which does everyone good and uh, and actually you know it can be learned from and can deepen a friendship I think this is the way to go neighborliness friendship we should have the humility to start again we should have the humility to do that now as I said this is happening in many places but I don't know that we think of that as ecumenism I think we only respect public events and liturgical events and that kind of thing and it's it's putting the cart before the horse it's not referring to something that's real I remember when Pope St John Paul II addressed I think it was the European Parliament in fact I'm sure it was the European Parliament the late Dr Ian Paisley uh, stood up and he bellowed he said you are the Antichrist sir <laughs> and part of me was outraged and, and I'll never forget the sign. I think it was the, he would have been the emperor, Otto von Habsburg, who was a member of the European Parliament. He's now dead, trying to wallop Paisley with his position papers. <laughs> but in a way, I was kind of proud of Paisley. I was kind of proud of him. Like he, he was, I don't know, he was, he was very Irish as a figure. There was, there was dash and bravery to what he did. There was, and there was great integrity to it. I mean, if somebody, if you believe they're the Antichrist, they're not any less the Antichrist because everyone's having a day out. So, you know, all right, fine. I can see why everyone, you know, Paisley, he was widely condemned at the time. And I can see why many people were exasperated with him. But he had a point in the sense that these occasions must not be allowed to paper over profound differences. Those differences must be acknowledged or they will, they will derail everything we try to do because we're not fitting them into the equation. That's my take on it. We start by acknowledging that we are very different and have serious differences that may never be solved this side of the grave. And we work from that. You'd be amazed at what can be achieved when people are straight with each other. So, more tea, Vicar? Absolutely. Even a bit of portrait cake. But much more important, much, much more important, is that the friendliness that's being displayed is genuine. And that can only happen through a long process of shared kindnesses. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.